welcome to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. I'm Sarah Ray, writer and intuitive, bringing you weekly astrology forecasts, tarot card readings, and magical musings so you can easily integrate your own unique style of spirituality into your daily life. You can find the episode show notes, copies of my books, free downloads, and lots more at spirituallyinspired.co. Enjoy the show. Hello, mystics. Thank you for tuning in to episode 20 of the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. On today's show, we're celebrating the spiritual meaning of the full moon, which is coming up super quick here. The energies are strong during this time every month, so hopefully this discussion can shed a little bit of light and show you how you can use these energies to release what you no longer need, and it might help illustrate a little bit why you feel the way you feel during this time and why others do the things that they do during this time because there's a reputation of full moons being a little bit crazy. So we're going to talk about that today in this episode. And we're also going to talk about a little bit of a full moon ritual that you can do if you so choose, if you feel called to do that. Coming up in this week's astrology forecast for July 18th through the 24th, there are several planets in retrograde right now calling us to revisit and rebuild quite a bit. So we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth. Venus moves into Virgo, which allows us to express ourselves and our relationships in an unusual way. Leo season is beginning this week. Yay! So we're gearing up to unleash our creative confidence. I love Leo season. It's awesome. We also have two full, excuse me, we have the first of two Aquarius full moons in a row, which is vital for everyone who wants to actively change social paradigms which if you've been living on earth for the past two years, you know that, that there is a huge call to action to change everything humanity has ever built. So these two Aquarius full moons, one this week and one next month, are calling us to do that. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. So we continue with our total tarot series this week with series number two, and that card is the Magician, which is card number one technically because the fool was zero and now the magician is number one if you tuned in last week you'll remember that we are starting a brand new series and we're going to go through each individual card's meaning for however long that takes us to do that somewhere around 80 videos for 80 weeks i guess <laughs> hopefully you don't get bored of me uh we went over the fool last week uh, and the magician card is next the card that the Fool encounters first on their journey through the Major Arcana. So if you missed the Fool and are a little bit lost, just go back and listen to that episode, or you can head over to YouTube and watch the little video on there about the Fool. Also, I have devised a new posting schedule for the podcast and the YouTube channel that I'm pretty stoked about. All new full podcast episodes will come out on Fridays. Early morning, hope where I am, so hopefully that's early morning where you are too. And if not, that's fine. It's Fridays. <laughs> um, so that includes the astrology forecast for the following week, the upcoming week. And hopefully you'll have a chance to listen over the weekend so you can be aware of what energies are coming up for the next week for you. And if you subscribe on YouTube, you'll see a video version of the main topic on the podcast on Fridays too. On Sundays, you'll see the version of the video version of the astrology forecast for that upcoming week. And on Tuesdays will be the video version of the Total Tarot series for that week. So full podcast episodes on Fridays on your favorite podcast app, either Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Shorter video version of the podcast will be on Friday as well on YouTube. 
and Sundays will be the video version of the astrology forecast and Tuesday will be the video version of the total tarot series for that week. Assuming there are no technical problems. <laughs> so if Mercury is in retrograde, we might have some problems, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it in like two weeks. Um, another note is that all of the content will always have a blog post version. So if you prefer to read or watch or listen, I got you covered for your spiritual awesomeness. Okay, so let's go right into our astrology forecast for this week. Weekly astrology for July 18th through the 24th, 2021. So this week starts off relatively quiet. No new major planetary shifts or alignments right now, but Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, and Chiron are all already in retrograde. From our point of view on Earth, these celestial bodies are appearing to be moving backwards in the sky. Retrogrades are all about revisiting, rethinking, reconsidering, rebuilding, and relearning. When a planet goes retrograde, we are being guided to double check the area of our lives that that planet represents. Whatever zodiac sign the planet is in while in retrograde also gives a hint as to what we need to be revisiting right now. You can see our most recent astrology forecast to learn a little bit more about each individual retrograde happening right now. But overall, these planets and Chiron the asteroid, we're probably going to be questioning a lot of the decisions we've made so far this year. We're being called to question what it is that is actually bringing us joy and what we actually want to spend our lives doing. The foundations we have built may not seem as stable as they once were right now. It's time to reflect on those foundations and think about how we can either reinforce them or completely tear them down and start over again. So ask yourself, what old baggage and thought patterns are we still hanging on to? What's being hauled around with us that we need to let go of? How are these things preventing us from stepping into new ways of being? That's what retrograde energy is all about. If we pull back the curtain of the subconscious, what do we find? What's behind the scenes? What illusions are shielding the true nature of things, people, and places? So after an easy start to the week, we're going to be hit with a bunch of new energy three days in a row. Woo! <laughs> so the first uh, big planetary change of this week is Venus in Virgo. On July 21st, Charming Venus will move into Practical Virgo, where it will remain until August 16th. Venus rules over our love lives and romantic relationships, and while in Virgo, Venus is feeling much more reserved than normal. And in all honesty, this sign isn't Venus's favorite place to be, especially after having a run-in with its cosmic lover, Mars, last week. It's quite the turn of energies here. But Virgo does love commitments, and we might be feeling a little bit picky about who we let into our hearts during this time. Our walls may be a little bit stronger than they normally are. We're probably not feeling overly affectionate either, physically speaking. We may not be wanting to be physical right now as far as sexual relationships or even just intimate relationships in general goes. Virgo doesn't really like all the bells and whistles. But Venus wants to cultivate beautiful relationships that are deeply meaningful. So dedicate this energy into making your most important relationships really strong and stable in a way that's realistic. So on July 22nd, the sun will move into Leo. And this is very exciting. I really enjoy Leo season personally. The sun is moving out of emotional cancer on the 22nd 
did I say that? July 22nd, and it will be moving into Confident Leo. This is such a vibrant time of year. After focusing on our home lives in July, it's time we burst through the door and explore the world in August. Leo is so feisty and clever. You're likely bursting at the seams with creativity and confidence. There's a really strong urge to let the whole world know that you're large and in charge right now. If not, just let your hair down and hold your head up high literally, because your posture does play a big role in your level of self-confidence and Leo is confident, so you want to take advantage of that energy. Leo also wants to have fun and play. Summer fun in the sun. <laughs> so just go out and have fun for the sake of feeling good and living in the moment. Don't try to have any other goals. Don't worry about it, whether or not it's productive or whatever. Just go and have some fun, especially out outdoors. Play like you would as if you're a kid. If you have kids, play with them. It's going to be really fun, a really great time to do that. And also take some time to create something that you want to create, not what you're being told to create. Remember the famous proverb, be the change you wish to see in the world. Take this a step further and tell the story you want to hear. Create the thing you wish existed. Leo season wants to be or Leo, I should say, wants to be creative, but on Leo's terms, not on anyone else's terms. So create the story of your heart this month. Just pick up your weapon of choice, whether that be a pen, a paintbrush, a garden shovel, a spatula, a hammer, an instrument, a costume, whatever. Create whatever art is in your heart. Check one for sappiness. <laughs> Okay, on July 23rd, we have our first of two Aquarius full moons in a row. This means that there's a central theme of humanitarianism that we're meant to explore over the next two months. Because full moons are all about releasing and what no longer serves us, Aquarius is all about serving the general public. That means it's time to release old societal paradigms that no longer have a place in the new earth. The collective society has been doing this since the beginning of 2021, basically, but now it's it's officially time to just let it all go. Over the next two months, it's prime energy to let those things come crashing down so we can rebuild something that we actually want to exist in the world, in the new world. As far as societal and cultural norms and values and things that are more person focused and not so money focused. That's the vibe I get from these Aquarius full moons is that they don't want you to be greedy necessarily. They just want everyone to have a place in the world and respect everyone else. So that's just my two cents personally. So we can ask ourselves, how can we better serve our communities? Like our, our actual communities that we live in, how can we serve those places? What concepts on a bigger scale can be let go, reshaped, or built to make the world a better place for every living being within it. Now is the time to really hone in on your values as far as the cultural norms and societal norms goes and take your stance and then support your stance. Do not back down, stick to your guns, decide what's important and then fight for it. In order to do that, you're gonna have to let go of things that are either contradictory or standing in the way somehow. So just consider those things during this week. On a personal level, it's really important that we keep up with the changes happening in the world so we can better serve our communities and humanity as a whole so nobody really gets left behind. We can use this combination of Aquarian full moon energy and Leo energy to lead by example. 
We're likely to feel really strong, I want to change the world type energy all weekend long. Now would be a great time to volunteer at or raise awareness of or donate to a cause you are passionate about. Over the past year and a half, there have been massive pushes for huge changes to happen in our societies. And if you haven't already, now is the time to be part of that movement. Okay, so that wraps up your astrology reading for July 18th through the 24th, 2021. Total Tarot Series number two, the Magician card. The Magician Tarot card meaning, some a few key words are learning, inspiration, training, resourcefulness, taking action, and latent talents. The Magician acts as a mentor to the Fool. Instead of simply giving orders, the magician seeks to give instructions with the intention of teaching new skills. This card represents the very beginning stages of our journeys where we're absorbing and processing as much information as we can. Once we've learned the skills and gathered our information, we begin planning our next move. Even if we're a little stuck and not sure where to go, the Magician card inspires us to just keep on going. So long as we demonstrate our own will and discipline, the Magician is there to support us. Our role as a student is equally as important as their role as a teacher. The Magician sees our hidden potentials and talents, but does not directly point them out to us. Instead, they design their lessons in such a way that we discover our own talents for ourselves. Even if we repressed our talents and our passions really deeply inward, the magician wants to pull them out in an organic way so that you are excited about your own talents and that you see them for what they are and you value them. In a reading, the magician may represent someone in our lives that acts as a mentor, someone we respect and trust whose opinion carries much weight. We may be that person to other people if we identify with this archetype. Alternatively, the Magician card may represent our expansive list of talents, calling us to capitalize on them by focusing on our strengths and finding a way to tie all of our unique talents and passions together in a way that we can serve not only our own lives but the world in our own unique, special way. Our ability to learn and grow is always within us, even in old age or during really dark times. Our need for a teacher does not cease when we reach adolescence and beyond. If anything, the older we get, the more teachers we require. The magician wants us to be resourceful in our problem solving, and we must analyze the situation, consider the impact on others, our emotional stakes, the physical consequences of our actions, and how to overcome adversities. A sitter who pulls the magician card is likely headed down a path with many choices, or they're currently dealing with a problem that they've never faced before. They would likely greatly benefit from anyone giving advice who is older and wiser and been through something similar before. A sitter might also pull the tarot card if they're not open-minded enough to learn from others. It encourages curiosity and critical thinking, pulling our subconscious conclusions to the surface so we can better understand the world. And another reason the the magician card might show up in a tarot card reading is that you aren't expressing your talents enough or they're not yet given the energy and attention that they deserve. Like for me personally, when I think about the the magician, I think about the fact that I always knew that I wanted to be a writer. Like when I was seven years old, I was writing stories and that was something that was always, I was always doing, it was really important to me. And then I continued on through high school and then in college, I stopped. 
And I was, I felt very lost during that time. I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going. And I remember thinking I was like 21 or so. I was like, wow, I should really start writing again. I don't know why I ever stopped. And then I started and here we are, you know, many years later where it's, I have multiple books out. I have my blog and all this stuff and writing is what brings me joy. So I had repressed those talents. I had latent talents of writing and the magician card was like, Hey, don't you remember this? You have, you have this talent, you have this passion. Don't forget about it. Keep pursuing it. The magician's message overall wants you to take inspiration as it comes. Be creative in your problem solving, respect the wisdom of people who have gone before you, take thoughtful action and be deliberate in your planning. You already have all the tools you need to reach your goals and or improve your situation. Like I already knew that I wanted to be a writer. So all I had to do was be a writer again. I didn't have to go searching outward for what my passion and my talents were. I already knew what they were from a young age. And I have a feeling that a lot of people listening to this probably already know what their talents are too. So the magician card reversed meaning. Someone who resonates strongly with the magician is a powerful manifester as an archetype. It's very easy for someone with this archetype to get what they want, even if they don't always come by it honestly. The dark side of the magician card shows up as greed, power, and manipulation. We tend to trust our mentors wholeheartedly, and this power can easily go to someone's head if they don't have good intentions. But even if they aren't being purposefully malicious about it, it can still result on placing too much emphasis on a personal gain. So that is just something to be aware of if there is a reversed magician card showing up in your readings. It could also represent your deep latent talents that have not yet been discovered or nurtured. Perhaps you have many skills and talents, but you're just not living up to your own full potential and you might not even realize you have so much potential within you. It could also represent your need for a tutor or a mentor so you can really develop those talents and those skills. Or it might mean that you're not fulfilling the role of a tutor when you're meant to be doing so. So with the Magician card, the seeds have already been planted and they are starting to sprout. The ball is just starting to get rolling and soon we will gain immense amounts of momentum as long as we stay dedicated to the path we've chosen. But getting those seeds to sprout was hard work. It might be tempting to take a break because we've earned it. Now is not the time to stop though. Even though the road ahead is covered with fog and we have no idea where we're going, we have to keep going forward. Otherwise our little seedlings will never grow into mature plants. The magician knows that we all have unique talents and skills. How can we nurture our own skills, our own talents, and our own curiosity so that we can really live up to our full potential? Full moon spiritual meaning. I'm sure that as a modern mystic, you're already well in love with the full moon. It's amazing. It's good energy, it's beautiful to look at, and it's been something significant in our culture for thousands of years, or I should say cultures all over the world. As humanity as a whole, we've always found great significance in the full moon, whether that be on a spiritual level or on a more practical agricultural level. So the full moon is a beautiful sight to behold, obviously, <laughs> but it's also a beautiful opportunity for spiritual and personal development that we are presented with 
every four weeks like clockwork. The full moon is the part of the moon phase where the moon appears to be shining in the sky. It can appear silver or golden depending on the time of the year, and during this phase the sun's light is reflecting off the entire lunar surface that is visible from Earth. Therefore the moon appears to be giving off its own light, but it's only reflecting the sun's light. So spiritually speaking, a full moon is a time of release and completion. It marks the end of the moon cycle where we enjoy the fruits of our labors and reflect on all we've accomplished. The energy is perfect for letting go of what no longer serves our greatest good. A vast amount of modern mystics begin their spiritual journey by following the moon phases and learning about the spiritual implications of each phase. It comes naturally to us because we can physically see the moon move through the sky, so we just immediately have that outward, inward spiritual connection. Working with the energy of the moon phases can help us better understand ourselves on an emotional and spiritual level. So we're going to dive a little bit more on easy and effective ways to work in tune with full moon energy. So the full moon has a reputation of making people on earth act a little more or maybe a lot more erratic than normal, especially children who tend to have a higher sensitivity level to all types of energy. The idea is that the same lunar gravity that causes the high and low tides also causes mood swings in people because of the water in our bodily cells. So physically, people are feeling a little bit of a tug of war sensation during the full moon. Spiritually, people may feel a natural desire to rest a bit more than they normally would. Recent studies have shown that the full moon affects our sleep and our menstrual cycles with more people sleeping during this time without even realizing it. And if you wanted to see that study, there's going to be a link in the blog in the show notes. A little R&R during the full moon can do almost everyone some good. We've been working hard and we deserve a break and otherwise we'll burn ourselves out. The monthly glow of the full moon can be an excellent reminder to slow down, take a deep breath, and soak in all the good stuff in our lives. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about full moon intentions. Taking a few days during the full moon to reflect the past month makes it so much easier to see what's working and what's not, and that's kind of the point. We want to release what's not working. In all areas of our lives, we have to make changes to see changes, and not all of those changes are going to work. It's kind of a, a guessing game when you're trying to change anything in your life. The best full moon intention is letting go of what's not working. It's kind of a blanket statement. This could be emotional blocks or bad habits or toxic relationships, anything along those lines. Getting rid of old stagnant patterns makes room for us to try something new that ultimately brings us closer to our biggest goals and passions and desires and purposes. The full moon is a time of harvest, so reap what we've sown and recognize what needs to be changed in the future. That way, we're always working to improve our efficiency while also enjoying our accomplishments. So let's go over some full moon intention examples. If you know you have a goal of changing your eating habits, you could work on releasing negative thought patterns you have towards food at the full moon. Over the next month, you actively change your lifestyle choices so you can improve your health. At the next full moon, you look at the progress you've made while also coming to terms with what needs improvement. Maybe you're proud of yourself for learning to cook a dozen new meals. You've realized that the lack of planning makes the temptation to eat unhealthy food too strong to resist. So here in this example, you could set a full moon intention to let go of whatever nasty habit prevents you from properly planning your meals. This is the sort of introspection introspection 
that can really lead to real life changes and real bound, leaps and bounds of growth. Full moon intentions can be about releasing anything that no longer serves you in any realm of life, from negative emotional habits to negative physical habits. Whatever doesn't improve your life, your health, and your spirituality, use the full moon energy to send it back to the universe and replace it with something more helpful. And only you can really know what that is. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about a full moon ritual example. Now, I wanted to preface this with you don't have to do a full moon release ritual every single month. I know I don't. I did for a time and it just became more of like a chore than something that excited me to do. But at the very least, you should consider just contemplating what it is that you need to make a make a change of what you need to let go. You can write it down in your journal, write it down on a post note, just keep it up in your mind. It's more strong and potent if you actually physically do something as simple as writing it in your journal, but you don't feel like you need to do a full full moon ritual in order to let go of what no longer serves you and change your life. However, full moon rituals and just magical ceremonies in general are really fun. And I, there's something about the time and attention and the energy that you create in that space that really makes it effective. So while you don't need all these bells and whistles, it's really fun to have the bells and whistles. <laughs> so if you're feeling so called to do a beautiful ritual at the time of the full moon, then do it. Um, again, this is just an example because spiritual rituals are very personal and they are as unique as each individual is. So some modern mystics love long rituals with lots of steps and lots of fun things. Others prefer to keep things simple. Either way, taking a few minutes each month to reflect and like kind of set the space up and release sets the tone for the next cycle. If you wanted to make your full moon intention extra potent, you could align it with the zodiac. There are 12 signs, so each year the full moon occurs in each sign at least once. This isn't necessary, of course, but it does add an extra layer of meaning to your spiritual ritual. If you follow my astrology forecast, you will always know what sign the full moon is going to be in before it happens. So, you know, hit subscribe, follow, sign up whatever so you don't miss what sign the full moon is in. Use the following example I'm about to list out for you as a full moon ritual to help you reflect, let go, and rest. Embellish as much or as little as you would like. You only need 30 minutes to effectively perform a ritual. Not even that much. I would say as long as you set aside maybe 15 to 20 minutes, you can have a nice, calming, fun, releasing experience. The key elements to a successful ritual are reflecting on the previous month, letting go of what didn't work, and replacing those things with things that will work. Okay, so step one is gather any supplies you need before starting. Your cleansing tool of choice, crystals that call to you, your divination tool of choice, a journal, a nice pen, a candle, those sorts of things, incense, anything like that. Start by cleansing your aura and your meditation space. Do this with either smoke, sound, or visualization. And if you don't know how to do that, I'll link to a post that will teach you how to do that. So then you want to meditate and sit with your energy for a few minutes and really just kind of relax. So light your candle and get into your preferred meditation position. Set out your crystals near the candle if you have them. Spend at least 10 minutes relaxing your mind and your body. So then take out your journal and take a few minutes to think about what it is you want to release and let go of. Something that you don't need in your life anymore that's causing roadblocks somehow. Date your journal entry and be honest and gentle with yourself. No one is ever gonna see it, so be honest. 
So if you would like some guidance from spirit or from your higher self, now is a great time to pull a tarot card or use a pendulum or use ruins or whatever you prefer. Use the guidance you receive to help you decide what you will go, how you will go about embodying your new intention and what it is that you need to actually replace your old habits with. And to really sink in your new habits, create a unique affirmation based on your intention and your guidance that you received. This will serve as your official intention. It can either be a mantra or an affirmation, whatever you, style of writing you prefer. Return to this whenever you need to be reminded of what it is that you're working towards during this next upcoming moon cycle. So now meditate on your intention. Take a few moments to let your intention and guidance sink into your soul and just relax and visualize your old habits you don't need leaving your body and your new intention sinking in and replacing it. So then you want to make sure you close with purpose, blow out your candle, give thanks to your spirit guides and to yourself for taking the time and remind yourself daily of what you are letting go of until it's gone. So that's it. I hope you feel inspired to practice a little bit of magic this upcoming full moon. Don't let the formality of a moon ritual intimidate you at all. It could be just as simple as writing in your journal and taking a few minutes to reflect on what it is you want to let go. Or you can take this ritual and totally run with it and add so much more. You could uh, pull inspiration from Wicca. You could do a little bit more of a Christian ritual. Whatever feels right to you, do it. Your spiritual practice is your own and you should always follow your intuition and meet yourself where you are. Don't try to give yourself impossible expectations. Meet yourself where you are and allow your spiritual practice to unfold organically. Okay, so next week's podcast episode is going to be about the tarot as a whole. It's going to be different than our total tarot series because we're not going to go over each individual card meaning, but we will go over what the tarot is, the major arcana, the minor arcana, and each of the four suits, which are wands, coins, swords, and cups, just so that we have a little bit of a foundational framework to work off of during our Total Tarot series. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and if you did, you might also enjoy previous episodes, all of which are available on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. Find the show notes, copies of my books, free downloads, and lots more at spirituallyinspired.co. Namaste.